What's up, Whittier? Welcome to What's Up, Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey, Townies, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. This Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have our Whittier Farmer's Market Get Out There and Have a Good Time that's located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Friday, October 13th, join Stephanie Portugal, aka Hungry and Whittier, as she hosts A Party Most Strange, a night for Halloween shenanigans, dress up, and of course, unlimited food and drink. Tickets are $50. Be sure to check out the link in the description below. And in case you haven't gotten all of your Halloween-ish out of your system, and honestly, it's like the first half of the month, so October should be made for all Halloween. Um, on Saturday, October 14th, check out the Uptown Whittier Zombie Pub Crawl. Punk will never die, and neither will our zombie horde. Come drink with us all night in your best punk rock gear as long as it's all zombied up. There will be costume contests, zombie trivia contests, zombie karaoke, and much, much more. There will be more details coming out soon. 21 and over, please. Costumes are encouraged, but not required. The pub crawl will start at Turnbull's Tavern, which will have the Gabba Gabba Hayes playing all night, and then you can mosey on over to Bamboo Sushi and Brew House, which will be hosting Zombie Karaoke. Check out below for the Facebook invitation. On Saturday, October 28th, join the 2017 Whittier Spooktacular 5K Race and Walk. I think this is going to be the fifth year, guys, so it'll be really great. This unique course consists of a slight incline for the first half of the race and the second half with the race downhill. It's a good way to, you know, get your heart rate up when you start and then by the time it's over you feel like you can do anything because you just ran. I mean, it's only three and a half miles, but still pretty cool. This will be my third year doing it, so I'm really excited and um, eager to see everybody there. So early packet pickup will be from 12 to 5 on Friday, October 27th at the Whittier Community Center, located at 7630 Washington Avenue. That is also where the race will be taking place. So don't forget, get out there, go to active.com, and you can search Whittier Spooktacular, and that'll take you right there, and you can register. So if you have any other questions, I guess you can... um, let the city of Whittier know. Parks and Recreation, they do that. Have something you'd like us to feature in the community corkboard? Tag us on Instagram. Check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier or send us an email at What's Up Whittier Pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to go on What's Up Whittier.com to get more information about everything. Um, yeah, so if you like this podcast and think other Whittier townies would like it, recommend it to them. If you have a friend who has never heard of Whittier because we are landlocked between freeways, recommend the show. We have a lot of exciting things coming up for the rest of the year and for the future and beyond. We'd like the whole community to join us for these exciting moments. So don't forget to subscribe or else you'll miss out. Alrighty guys, enjoy this episode. Take it away, Jesse and Remo. Welcome, 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 Whittier. What's up, Whittier? Of course, uh, I start off with the donut, so... Yeah, Jesse's just... <laughs> it's funny, we had to... Since we'll talk about it, he had the napkin <laughs> against his mouth, and we had to restart it. But we're here now. So I hope you enjoy that donut from a special place. Exactly. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we always get guests who, who bring something when we have yeah. a 
recordings and today happens to it's be it's not a prerequisite so if anyone else <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just you know we, we we got donuts so well like christine said you know i i feel like i'm gaining weight too just uh, with all the stuff that's coming wow along, yeah right? i feel like i've really gained a lot of weight working on this podcast because people get <laughs> so many i think you have snacks. just kidding <laughs> just kidding. thanks Rima. Yeah. so we had a oh, so i had a special donut from a special guest yeah. and our special guest is stephanie chu with state farm Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys for having me. This is exciting. (laughs) Today we're uh, uh, recording at your office. You're you're, uh, we're off site today. Yeah, we have to lower the gangster music, right? We talked about (laughs) earlier. Just kidding. Just because we're on with your boulevard. (laughs) I know you. You never really know. Things have happened already in the office where people have come in and you kind of don't know but it's always fun being on Whittier Boulevard it's exciting it's very exciting but we're right on Whittier Boulevard in Gunn so we're right across the street um, from East Whittier Middle School and next to Joe Peep's Pizza and that's what we smell when we walked in Um, we smell the pizza and we're expecting a slice of pizza somewhere (laughs) No, we'll probably get that after the donuts, the, the, the donuts, donuts yeah. and the, yeah. and the cupcakes. Donuts, what else yeah. you want? <laughs> no, I'm just, no. But you know what? They wafted in because we uh, share yeah, the same exactly. vent. So the, you can every day we're like, OK, no pizza today. No yeah. pizza today. When we open the door, the same <laughs> thing. We can just smell the pizza. We're like, oh, we'll come here after the Very tempting. <laughs> so, Stephanie, tell us um, tell us a little bit about what you do and and, uh, and obviously how you got started with, with State Farm. Yeah, well, um, I didn't think, I know Christina was kind of asking me before, I didn't think I would be a State Farm agent. I didn't think that I would own my own business ever. Um, I don't feel like I have that entrepreneurship gene, um, but here here I am. Uh, I've been with State Farm. Our office has been open since January of 2016, and then I've been with State Farm since April of 2009, and I actually worked for a really great mentor agent that recruited me off the street. I was knocking door to door and doing business to business sales. Mm -hmm. And I started working for him. And he talked about um, in three years that he was going to work part time, make a comfortable income, um, be able to help his family. And that he saw something in me that I didn't see and he thought I could do the same. And he really talked about um, writing down your goals and doing a vision board and some odd years later here I am so it really did work but it's been it's been a great ride the last eight years or so what kind of sales were you doing before Dorado? I worked for a company called see beyond which is a really pushy Internet. yes yes do you know? I know, and we were in a contract with you, Beyond. And <laughs> oh, no. I, sh- I should have oh, no. called you first to uh, see how do we get out of this. Uh, Beyond. Yeah. I mean, they were nice, but oh, okay. the service wasn't the greatest. But here we are. We see. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now they don't exist anymore, but... They taught me a lot about door-to-door sales. It wasn't what I thought I was going to be doing. Um, I actually thought I was going to be in nonprofit. I know that I majored in Cal State Long Beach um, in sociology with an emphasis in global issues and change. So I thought I was going to change the world. And I happened to graduate when the economy crashed. And the only thing hiring was sales. Um, So I started selling. And I figured out that it wasn't that horrible. And it wasn't that bad. And I went door-to-door. And I knocked on a State Farm agent. And he recruited me for a position. And about six or seven months later, I just realized C Beyond wasn't where I wanted to be. And I started working for him, trying to figure out, do I want to do insurance? Do I like it? Do I not like it? You know, this guy talks a big talk, but he just opened his office too. And now I'll be forever indebted to him because now I'm an agent because of him and his mentorship. So he was a really, really great example to see. 
Well, t- talk about uh, having somebody who's willing to put their arm out and or hand out and uh, and help somebody move up uh, in life. Really. Yeah. And uh, you talk about a, um, a vision board. Going back to that vision board, looking at what you had put on that vision board, out of all those items, what would you say got accomplished and what, what wasn't accomplished um, that you continue to put on for, for yeah. the future? Or not yet Ooh. accomplished. Um, well, when I first started with him, I was fresh out of college. So I didn't have a house. I didn't have anything. And I had put that I wanted to buy something. So during the time I was with him, I was able to purchase my first condo. Nice. I talked about leaving his office. Did she and use remote realtor? <laughs> I this. didn't. End, I end didn't. of this podcast. Oh, no. Press stop, Christine. Press stop. Press stop. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's sell um, it for you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was able to do to, to purchase my first condo. Um, I talked about leaving his office and becoming an agent, and I opened my agency. Um, I talked about doing a prom dress giveaway. I don't I don't really know what it was, but I knew I always wanted to give away a prom dress to a local high school. And I think it was maybe 2015. We gave away our first prom dress to a recipient at Cal High. And now nice. it's really neat to talk to the girls that get the prom dress every year this year we've done it now for three years because they talk about how oh when I was a freshman or when I was a sophomore I remember you doing this and I wanted to know if you were still doing it this year and it's so cool to see and so we were able to do two recipients this year one at um, Cal High and one at El Rancho but different little things I know that I I wanted to do you know that was one thing Alex had talked about when I worked with him is he was like you can do your nonprofit thing and you can work here too he was like I want to be a dad and I want to be a soccer coach but I'm going to have this office too and this will afford you that opportunity so it was neat to see him do that um, and be a good person all while doing that and not give up his integrity and and hopefully I'll be able to to do the things I want to do but yeah um, be on the board of a nonprofit is one of them Um, to one day get married and be a mom is one of them I haven't done those things yet but in time. <laughs> now, the prom dress, did, did that, is there a story behind that? What, why yeah, why a prom? prom dress? You know, I just That's felt like, I remember going to Lacerna, because I grew up here in Whittier. So okay. I knew that I wanted to have my office in Whittier. Um, and it's really weird how it worked out. My girlfriend owns a salon down the street, and mm-hmm. she cuts the hair for someone who works at a state farm office that was retiring. And he actually hadn't told corporate yet the date he was retiring. But he had told his staff, like, hey, just to give you guys a heads up, end of this year, I'm leaving. And so she mentioned that to my girlfriend, who called me and said, someone's leaving, you can take their office. Because <laughs> wow. that's how it works with State Farm. Wow. So I applied for that. Um, but the same thing with the prom dress. I remember going to Lacerna, and I was an after-school math tutor. And I remember saving up my money um, at the end of the semester when people had to take finals and trying to you know, give people all of the private tutoring they needed and using that money to buy my prom dress. And I just thought, you know, it was great that I had the opportunity to do that, but I knew a lot of people who didn't or who couldn't get their hair done or maybe were doing different things. So um, I just thought I want to make one person feel special every year. If I can do that, that would be really cool. And Eileen actually donates her hair and makeup services. So we buy the dress, the ticket donates, the, the school donates the ticket, and then they get their hair and makeup done. That's really neat. Wow. I, I think Jesse's going to donate one this coming year, right? <laughs> we'll donate, uh, what do you call that, that flower that goes in your Corsage. hand? Corsage. <laughs> um, Shout-outs to Eileen, because uh, that's who you mentioned, yeah. right? With the uh, Couture Salon and Salon Spa. spa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I actually heard about it, because obviously I follow both of you gals on, on Instagram, and 
I remember uh, you guys were doing that that a prom dress giveaway, um, which is great. I mean, you're right. You talk about you know girls locally who uh, could could go afford all that. Uh, I guess getting ready and and all that good stuff. And it's expensive. Um, and there's some who yeah who just not to say that they don't you know they don't have the the full income to do it. It's just more of a um, it's not presented to them in that fashion. And so to be able to put it there. Or make it available for one of those girls. I think it's very special. So, so how is the process of selecting that one? Because that on, might be on, the toughest uh, thing. Here, I was going to go into this next one. All right, all right. I, I was reading <laughs> your mind. I, I know, I know, I know. A couple who's getting married soon. Um, any chance, and maybe this year, you guys bend the rules to give the way a dress, a wedding dress, instead of if it was only that. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> if it was only that easy, I think we're on dress number two, just Reem, so. I'm trying to get you a. Really? <laughs> But it's beautiful, <laughs> I've heard. And I, I was going to say, you saw it already? No, I will oh. see in a, in a month and a half or so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we might give the dress <laughs> after we're done with it. So anyone looking for a rental, uh, yeah. it's a really nice dress, I hear. <laughs> no. But the selecting of that one or, or two now recipients, is I'm sure that's difficult because... Do they turn in an essay? Do they? they what's do. the process of? So um, the one thing we just require is that they're eligible to go to prom. So that would mean they have to have above a 2.0 GPA. And basically, we just want them to write down their experiences and talk about what they plan to do after um, high school and um, why they want to go or why they might not have had the opportunity to go. So it's been really difficult <laughs> to choose just one person. There's definitely times where I'm like, you know, if we could do two or three. Um, and I know the first year we did it, we actually gave someone like the second runner up, I guess, mm -hmm. um, a gift certificate. But it's hard. You know, at this point in time, what I do is now since I have girls here in the office is I print up maybe the top three and I have them read it and then they vote and we vote as an office because I mean, it's. It's something I get to do with them, but I get to do it because I have a great staff and we've been successful the first year. And I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the girls here at the office. So I want them to feel like they're giving back. You know, we do something with the Salvation Army every year. Um, we do partner with the Boys and Girls Club and we do a backpack giveaway. We work with Come to Him Ministries and all those things we get to do because we are staying afloat and we're profitable. Um, if we weren't you profitable, I couldn't do it. <laughs> you have great clients so and a great So thank you to all of our clients and my team that make it possible for me to do what I, I get to do because that was my dream to work in nonprofit and to make a small difference and I get to do that now in my own way. So it's so cool. You know, it's, it's amazing you, or interesting you say that because when I first, um, when I was thinking of, of opening up my own office or, or doing my own thing, it was always that, you know, everybody kept saying, well, you got to look at what you enjoy. What is it that you really enjoy? Um, and then and then look at um, how can you apply what you enjoy into the um, into something that could actually make money. Right. It turned into a career. And, um, and and it was I mean, you look at you think about it. Those are it might not make it might it might be more of like of a simple idea or concept, but to really apply it. I think is has been the more difficult part of it, because like you said, right? You 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 got the insurance business, right, or your office, yeah. But you still have this bug to be able to do nonprofit. How do you merge these two, or how do you run these two together? Um, and so to be able to have that 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 vehicle to do it, I mean, and, and continue to do it, that's that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I think it helps drive the business though. When when the purpose is yeah. bigger 
and then you're able to do some you know stuff like that i think it helps drives a business because just business itself doesn't is not fulfilling yeah. So it isn't money yeah. for the sake of making money yeah. um, isn't a fulfilling thing. And I know even here, you know, when I ask Carmen and Janet, like, what do you enjoy about working here? Like, what makes you get up and work yeah. every single day? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things they mentioned is we like that we get to do things. You know, we like that we get to give back. We like that we get to volunteer with a family. Mm-hmm. We like that you make us quote unquote um do all these things and i'm i shamelessly make them wear a shirt that says my name on it and our office information whenever we do anything (laughs) but um but it's been a fulfilling experience for them hopefully just as much as it's been for me yeah and i could hear i could feel them looking inside throwing uh, tomatoes at the window right (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just kidding no they they were really nice and i'm and uh, i'm sure they agree with you I pay them a lot of money to yeah, agree with yeah. me so we can. <laughs> and if they don't, then they're fired. <laughs> Just kidding. So I, I'm looking as you're, you're talking about that. Um, I'm looking at your sign that says, if it's important to you, you will find a way. If it's not, you will find an excuse. I mean, totally explains, I, I guess, like you say, your drive, right? Um, of doing what you do. But what else drives you? I mean, Obviously, there's a nonprofit side of things. Uh, obviously, you got your business. What 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 makes you wake up every morning? Uh, Ooh, that's a really. <laughs> like what is the every morning you're like, um, man? I, it's, this is what I do. Your big morning. why? Yeah, I guess I I don't have one big why. I I feel like I have a lot of little whys. Um, I love my family, and I've been blessed to be able to help my parents. Um, that's a huge why for me. You know, one day, like I said, I want to be a full-time mommy and be able to organize my schedule that way. And I thank God that this business allows me to do that. You know, if I want to be soccer mom or I want to be somewhere, I can schedule my appointments around that. And I have a great staff um, to be here. So working towards my imaginary family, um, but but really planning for the future and planning for those that I love. I know that um, having been in this industry, Uh, One of the things that drew me to it is when I was in college, we actually had a family tragedy occur. And up until that point, I was like working two jobs and going to school. And that really made me stop and think, okay, what's important in life? Like if I died tomorrow, what do I want to be known for? What do I want to be remembered as? And it was just, yeah, enjoying experiences with those that you love. Because yeah, money for the sake of making money, buying a bag, buying things, those are really nice items. But that sense of satisfaction, I feel, only lasts so long. You know, the things that really matter are things you can't really put a price on, and and it's time. It's being able to choose your time, how you want to spend it, when you want to spend it. So, You're right, because it's one of those things where you can't buy time, right? I mean, as much as money as you can make, you can never buy time, so... Well, I was saying if, if the tragedy happens, make sure they're insured by you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get practical here because yeah. when the tragedy happens, unfortunately, it's Cole, it's Stephanie to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure you're covered. Yeah. You you do want to make sure you're covered. Um, and hopefully we, you know, whoever that is covering you is, is doing a good job. But we really try to be there for our clients. So, yeah. So getting into the insurance business. Um, what, what is it, obviously, if somebody comes in, um, or contacts you, um, what type of insurance are you selling? And you sell everything? Is it, Yeah. and is, is selling the right word? I don't know. Is, 
I guess servicing, we we, we really want to help educate our clients. You know, a lot of the things that we see, and we do everything. We do auto, home, life. Um, we can help small businesses set up a simple 401k as well. Um, I, we have our Series 6 and 63. Um, health insurance, supplemental health policies. You know, we, we do all of that. We can help small business owners with their needs, really understanding their liability coverage. But we really try to educate people at the end of the day. Because you want to understand what you are and are not covered for before something happens. So we hope we do a good job of making sure the client understands really what's in their benefit, what's not in their benefit. And we really try to market ourselves, too, towards the Latino market. Um, That's where I feel like a lot of insurance companies don't do a very good job of educating them. So they often get in car accidents and they're lacking coverage or they don't have enough coverage um, or they're not covered at all. They didn't realize maybe their son or family member couldn't use their vehicle. So it's really educating them about how State Farm works, how different companies work, what risk they have. You know, a lot of them don't realize if you have a home, you can be sued for the value of your home if you're in a big enough car accident. You know, if you hit someone and someone's injured, they can go after those things. So really making sure that their assets are protected um, prior to anything occurring. All the lawyers out there or people who think you sue me, (laughs) you did not hear that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. I mean, it's um, again, starting a business, uh, you run into all these these uh, uh, situations where you would think that you're you're covered and then you come to find out that you're not because you know they all these scenarios that play out it's like if this happens and they end up taking your car you your your you know your house you know and half of this and half of that and you need more coverage and this and that and it got to a point where I'm like, hold on, they're taking everything away but my wife and kids. Like, how, how does that work, you know? <laughs> Take it off. We're almost giving it away. Right. Or your biggest value is obviously your family. So it's interesting. But anyways, it, it's um, you're right. I mean, it's it's that education that, you know, is, is very valuable up front. Uh, so you can understand what's covered, what's not covered. Yeah, I think that's critical because most people have a false pretense that they're covered. You know, I have yeah. insurance and it covers everything. But there's so many what if scenarios that most people are, are not covered. Maybe do you want to share one or two of the most common things that people yeah. think they're covered or not I covered for? I know that for? a lot of people come into the office and they have full coverage. Or a mm. lot of our Latino clients will come in, tengo cobertura completa, cubre todo. And we're like, mm. no, you don't. just because you have full coverage, not everything is covered. That's mm. not how it works. And full coverage at the end of the day, all that means is your car is covered. It doesn't mean the people that you hit. It doesn't mean you as an individual in your car, if you need to go to the doctor or the hospital. Um, it doesn't mean they'll cover your deductible or that they'll give you car rental. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means if something happens to the car itself, if the car is vandalized, stolen, or you're in an accident, you have to pay 500 or or 1000 bucks, and then the market value of the vehicle will be covered. But... Because it's, it's, it's car insurance. Because it's car insurance. It's insuring that car, not and not, not everything. Not the, the individual. Yep. Not the contents. Um. How about I got another one for you? How about like uh, when they when for home insurance, um, when somebody doesn't pay a earthquake policy, um, if the house was to catch on fire while there was an earthquake, 
How does that hurt? How does that happen? And you're on one foot and touching <laughs> your left nose. What is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to happen, Jenny. <laughs> I don't Go know play if the lotto. is going to approve of this. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it really just depends on the circumstances, <laughs> unfortunately. And earthquake is now done through California Earthquake Authority. So any um, major or natural catastrophe, that's going to be handled through the federal government or the state. So FEMA handles flood. Um, earthquake is handled by the state of California. So it would most likely be the state of California along with your personal homeowner's policy that would cover your needs. So making sure you have both. Um, now I know a lot of people don't have earthquake insurance. There isn't. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like, um, well, not a lot. You're right. Not a lot of people have earthquake insurance. Um, for the reason being that when, if you have insurance, that's that, you know, for the home that there's that assumption that if, if, you know, your house goes down or, 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 or something or your house catches on fire while there's an earthquake, then it's going to get covered somehow. Um, at least what I've been told is, is, is that it wouldn't because it caught on fire while there was an earthquake and you don't have earthquake insurance. So you're. And it depends what caused the fire. Okay. Yeah. So it's the cause that they look at. So if it was caused because of earth movement, yeah. um, which is what the insurance industry likes to call it. So if you had a candle and it fell and that's what caused the fire, there could be an issue there. Versus if it was just, say, an electrical fire that happened to occur while there was an earthquake. Um, so that, I mean... It's hard to say with claims. Does that it's happen? Really hard. I mean, do, do you go to sleep at night thinking <laughs> if I have the earthquake and the fire at the same time, is the insurance going to go? Well, just kidding. Again, it's one of those things where, like, I'm just again, I'm just finding out most of the stuff going through just my policies, and it's because uh, I'm one of those individuals that that had my policies like with every every Different other places. company. Okay. <laughs> Just because they offered a good rate over there and over here and this <laughs> and that. Free donut, I'm oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Cup of water, yeah. you got me. <laughs> um, so now that I'm, you know, consolidated. Everything it's, together. Uh, I was I'm like, there's, you know, you didn't have coverage on this. You didn't have coverage on that. You didn't, I'm like, oh, man, great. You know, I mean, good thing nothing <laughs> happened. But, you know, yeah. it's one of those things where, where you're right. It, it's that false... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sense of security. Yeah, sense of security that you know you think you'd be covered, um, but anyways. What uh, what insurance should most people have that that do not have? You when you you know talk to people. Is it an umbrella policy? Is it like some sort of something that I most people it, should have? And it's not. It's really hard to say. I guess that's where you know we really want to sit down with the client face to face and get to know them and get to know what's important to them like what's the most important thing for you to protect is it um, and what's the important thing for you to do with your money because insurance at the end of the day it's just protection for your assets if you think about it that way so if you're working every day to try to afford a certain lifestyle what are you trying you know do you want to make sure that car is covered is your car your baby or are you the type of person where you know you really want to save for your children's college funds and that's your you know what are you looking to protect and then based on that we can tell you but the number one thing we see really is life insurance um, because you can replace a car you can replace certain things you know all of those material items you can replace a life you can't and you know the income of that life and and everything else that goes along with that individual so just making sure that the person is protected I know there's a really good quote by Benjamin Franklin 
I believe. Um, but it says a man will insure his home, his house, you know, his boat, um, but they won't insure their life. And out of all those things, your life is the most important thing. So, yeah, I would just say life insurance. I guess it then... depends who you ask, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that person doesn't want to pay whoever <laughs> off. Because those are all things you get to enjoy when you're around. Yeah, that's right? true. Life that's insurance true. is one of those things where... You know, you're doing it for someone else, which is important. It is. And and there's different, too. There's policies with living benefits. There's different things that, that you can do with the life policy and use it as a, as a vehicle of asset protection as well that people don't know about. But, um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it's making sure, you know, those things that you worked so hard for, your why, why you get up every morning and maybe yeah. deal with your boss or go to, you know, deal with an hour of traffic, um, that those things are protected. So... So yeah, not one specific thing. Just depends on the person. Yeah, case by case, right? Yeah. So Jesse brought this up earlier um, that he follows you on Instagram. Now you guys do a few different things on Instagram. Do you want to share? Those yeah, things? we try to. And you know what? I have to get a sh- give a shout out to Sam. She's our admin girl. She's the one that does all of our social media posting. So I can't take credit for that. Um, I know she had a really funny post today about adulting. That adulting is hard. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, we try to share just so people can get to know us and our office and who we are and that we're a face. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is people think, oh, State Farm, you guys are corporate. But at the end of the day, this is. I hate saying, but this is my office. You know, we're a local office. And if you choose to have your policies here, you're supporting, you know, Carmen move out and her college education. You're supporting Janet and her family, helping her, you know, pay her rent and help her mom. You're supporting Monica, support her kids. You know, you're helping me make my dreams come true. It really is a small business, even though I have this large corporate umbrella. um, It really is a small business at the end of the day. So just being able to to let people know that. And I'm sorry, I forgot the question too. Well, I'm just you have <laughs> humor Wednesdays and like oh, Tuesdays. Yeah, so we just try to let people know who we are. Um, let people know a little bit more about insurance, especially now with Uber and Lyft and different things, letting them know, hey, your personal policy doesn't cover that. Or did you know you could get your stuff insured, you know, if you have a watch or if you have um, any valuable items, if you have collectibles, if you have that Star Wars collection, you can get that insured because it's not covered. So being able to educate people and then throw some fun into it and get let them know who we are. I know we have like Meet Us Mondays and then Fun Fridays too. We try to announce different things that are going on locally um, in Whittier or the surrounding areas of, of what's going on. Pizza Saturday. Uh, is that <laughs> no? <laughs> So what's the craziest craziest thing you've you've had somebody come in or you've heard of that what somebody wanted to insure? Hmm. Like that you're like, man, that's just way out there. Like you said Star Wars collection, but it's gotta be something more crazier than that, no? I guess people have asked about insuring body parts, which I thought was weird. That's interesting. But yeah, we don't do that. So <laughs> I mean, is, there su- I mean, is there such a thing though? Is, is you know what, Chubbs, if you've heard of the insurance company, there's like specialty lines or surplus lines. So if you've ever heard those rumors where like J Lo insures her butt yeah, or yeah, Elton yeah. John insures his hands, yeah. there are specialty companies that'll do things like that. Wow. Um so I think that's what's given people the idea, like, hey, but yeah, we, we don't do that. Jesse, and a lot of companies don't <laughs> Yeah. Insure my right hand. It's valuable, right? Oh, big time. Yeah. Without my hand, my hand, I mean, I'm done, man. Um, that's interesting. What, uh, 
so one thing I've been um, I've been talking to people now that 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 uh, you know we're having this whole autonomous uh, vehicles right or yeah. transportation. Um, you know, I, I keep I keep saying that insurance is gonna either go away or, or, or auto insurance is either gonna go away or it's gonna come to a point where where they're charging pennies because because if you're ha- if it's all kind of at least the way they, they say it right yeah. it's it's gonna be more safe there's gonna be no more accidents you know um, but what are your thoughts? Well, you is know it gonna what? get worse? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robots no. are gonna go haywire. You know what? Um, State Farm is really trying to be ahead of the curve when it comes to those things. So even legislation in regards to autonomous vehicles, um, State Farm is helping form. So our actuarians, you know, the geniuses that kind of decide rates and figure stuff out, those mathematics um, behind everything, they're actually, you know, in Washington and helping to legislate um, different rules and, and regulations. But we're still a long way off, and we really do welcome that. So... The safer cars are, the better it is for everyone. Now, we're a long way off from cars being completely automated, so there's still going to be accidents. There'll still be a need for insurance, um, and I'm sure they'll give us more information, but I'm I'm not the brains behind that. I just know that we're really involved, and at this point in time, um, we, I guess it's, it's just very futuristic still. The car, the basically the technology will be there much quicker than people will catch up to it, if yeah. that makes sense. Because basically we have a lot of the technology there. Um, but has the government, has legislation, has insurance companies, you know, have people fully caught on to the idea yeah. and embraced it? No. So we're, we're a long way off from yeah. that point. So I'll... I'll- Speak about it because I, I have a, a car that had. Oh auto, man, yeah, man. <laughs> you had to right. mention that. Oh, well, thank you, Remo. He, he. Yeah, so I have the car does some autonomous driving, but it is way off from where it should be, and it the technology's there. It's the the environment is very difficult, and what I mean by that, it's the markers on the on the streets, it's the lights. I think there's so much more infrastructure that needs to happen with autonomous driving. Now there was talk about. Like where you can jump on a freeway, your car latches onto something and it just throws you, you know, kind of like a roller coaster. Something like that would work. Oh. But if with the streets, you and I have autopilot, I, like I have to take over the wheel so many times. Um, and if not, you're just straight crashing. Because like, your car has ADD, <laughs> man. You gotta <laughs> probably you gotta, you gotta <laughs> feed it some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Mer- they've, they've the talked about, you know, the U.S. will need to to regulate states mm-hmm. in that sense, and it would have to be something because right now a lot of our rules are state to state. So a lot yeah. of the driving legislation we have is California only. Insurance is California only, and then it differs when you go to another state. So they're thinking of a more national policy, or or there's national regulations there, but they would need to be more uniform in regard to streets yeah. in regards to lighting and lights so yeah. yeah we're you know full autonomous driving is like yeah. a 10 and we're like nowhere near that yeah. so well I mean that's one part the other but part is that we're there's less car sales like uh, um, I don't know if I, I read this online or, or, or actually a physical paper it's uh, where somebody was saying that the the car sales aren't as high as they've been in the past due to, uh, you know, Uber and Lyft being around where more, um, you know, the ju- younger generation, like the millennials, are, are, um, aren't are purchasing cars. Um, they're relying more on their transportation being, whether it's uh, uh, um, public transportation, which is getting better, um, or this this uh, ride-sharing, right, which is Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty interesting because in a way it makes me feel a little bit more safer because I know <laughs> I know I'm not going to have these They're these the ones younger, causing the accidents. Oh, man. Well, they, it's just, they're I, raising everyone's. Well, and, and in general, there are more cars on the road. So yeah. since 2008, at least since the recession, there's more cars on the road. Uh, more people are texting Real, now and yeah. driving. Yeah. That's um, uh, the cost per claim because of your smart car. Yeah. Um, there's so much technology. You know, maybe a bumper was two or three hundred to repair before. But if there's sensors, if there's this, if there's that, that same bumper is now costing five thousand um, dollars. Labor costs have gone up. So unfortunately, I'm probably the bearer of bad news. But all insurance companies have raised their rates for those reasons. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like millennials, I know that's I don't know if California is so friendly for that, though. I wonder mm-hmm. how that statistic plays out like here, where yeah. we kind of need a car more so than maybe like if you live in downtown and work in downtown yeah. or San Francisco. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about, obviously, the 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 uh, give backs that you do with the community. Um, is there anything else you got going on this this next uh, coming months that you want to talk about? That sounds like Remo's uh, little pantry there. They have to be. I have tuna. Do you guys take tuna? Do you guys take a couple noodles? No, I have canned of tuna that <laughs> I, I, I brought or I bought like six years ago. I bought my place and they're still there. sitting there. <laughs> no, we don't want to get people. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, no. Any um, Thanksgiving type foods that are non-perishable, they can come into the office. We have a big box until, I think it's a few days before Thanksgiving. Um, and then any fresh turkeys or hams will also take a few days prior and we drop them off um, at the Salvation Army. Or they'll come here and pick it up. So they make it easy for us. Pretty cool. I can't believe we're, we're close to the holidays already. I mean, it's... Um, I know. <laughs> like after, as soon as we talk about Halloween, it's like just... And then Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving comes across. Owners and you start talking about planning for the You're like, man, how where did that year go? Um, and, and even talking about planning for next year, is there anything that you uh, have already started kind of thinking about now and, and, and wh- how you want to bring in the new year? I know we're a little early, but. On top of our Whittier questions, I want to I wanna throw in a couple more questions just because having this conversation with you, it seems like you're very, uh, you're very driven. And uh, uh, being, being that you started your own business, um, just the stuff you mentioned right now, if you had to um, give a, a piece of advice to somebody who's thinking about 
starting their business. Um, and it, it could be anything, right? Um, I'll let you choose. But uh, if, if there's somebody out there listening who was kind of where you were at before, um, what would you what would you tell them? I'm there. I'm, I'm golden. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. Because <clears throat> it's one of those things where like, and, and I, I mentioned this to my wife. I mentioned it to pretty much most of my family uh, about how how our previous um, decisions shape our path. You know, uh, everybody keeps, my wife's big on, on, on uh, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, right? Um, and for me, it's kind of taking it, uh, back to what I just mentioned that that sometimes you know it, you're supposed to go left, but in reality you end up going right for for whatever reason because you're avoiding something. You end up going right, and when you go right, it takes you on a different path, and that path is all of a sudden now 
the path that you've chosen, but you start carving it into into it being your path, right? Uh, so in a way, you chose it, but you chose it uh, in a way that now you're making it yours. Um, so so you're right. I mean, it, it, it's uh, we look at these these past decisions and and as as silly as they might be or, or wrong as they might be, um, it, it it takes us to where we're at now. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm excited here about to share this this quote that I heard because <laughs> we're talking about insurance and talking about you know turning. They say, what is it? Ninety nine percent of the time that you're driving, you're driving straight. It's the turns that will take you to the destination that you want to go. So same thing in life. You get to a point, you're always going, and it's the decisions that are going to actually shape, you know, the your life. Whether you think something's great or something, something, the worst thing that could have ever happened to you that shapes yep. your thing. So when you say that, drive me an analogy. And now we'll there you go. Are you insured? Yeah. <laughs> I got to use my story. There you go. So uh, obviously, you you got to motivate yourself and and push yourself to to continue to do what you do every day. Um, is there anything you do to motivate your staff? Donuts and <laughs> I'm going to come work for you now. <laughs> no, but is there anything, you know, that you would, because I, I know you've done like um, team building in the past. Um, uh, you'd, I've, I've seen it at least on the Instagram. Um, but what what else do you do? Or is that is that part of you, your your agency of being able to do that? When you know why they're coming to work every day um, or what their goals are, you really feel connected and it makes you feel like you're a small piece of the puzzle. Uh, prior to, to working, I have them read certain books. I have them read a question behind the question. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Dream Manager specifically. Hmm. And I have them do certain things to feel like, okay, we really, it, it really is an all for one and one for all. Because unfortunately, as much as I like, I can't answer every phone call. Um, I can't personally handle every client. So they're my face and my voice when I'm not there. Um, another thing we do is we do shopping. So if we hit certain goals, we take a half day and we go shopping. Um, you know, State Farm was gracious enough to give me the opportunity to travel several times this year because of promotion. So I knew that if I traveled, I wanted them to travel too. So they got to go on an Ensenada cruise nice. for a few days with someone that they picked. Cool. Um, so yeah, they got a little paid vacation. So I hope all those things help incentivize them yeah. um, to feel like they really are a piece of, of what we do. When's the next vacation we're getting ready? Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna apply. I can't be a part-time employee, so so get that. Yeah. Um, and again, going that's exactly what what uh what what employees need. I mean, it's uh again research and and even just you're right, like the books that you've mentioned. Um, there's always that suggestion that you your your employees always need to be um appreciated. Know that they're appreciated. That they're valued. Um, it's not just a monetary thing. It's not just a paycheck. You know, it's not just saying here you go, good job, thank you. You know, it's it goes beyond that. And to be able to do stuff like that, where where um, like I said, it's pr it's priceless. You know, it's it's uh, it might be you know uh, like you said uh, a, a small little trip, but but in uh, in their eyes or, or from from their perspective, it could be it could be like a trip around the world for them. You know, just because of of the meaning behind it. 
Um, and I'm saying that, you know, because of again, past experience, uh, being able to work at these other bigger companies or firms, um, for me, it, it, will, it will always, you know, it's it's the appreciation that I valued more than the uh, um, the monetary side of things. Um, Thank you, thank you, my friend. I'm still waiting, for, still waiting for my check, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> babe, but, but there's gotta be a slice of pizza next to that. Thank you. Anyways, all right, Stephanie. Um, now getting down to the uh, the last questions. So you grew up here in Whittier, right? You say you grew up here in Whittier. You um. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Literally. I don't know if we mentioned this, but why this building here? Well, first, you already mentioned the location, but why, I guess, why this building? Or why this place? This was available. Okay. I needed it to be available. Sounds good to me. Okay. needed to um all the little boxes i had i would yeah. to check them off with this place yeah. yeah i wasn't it wasn't something i would say i planned but it ended up working out yeah i mean once you check off the pizza i bet the pizza box was <laughs> way at the top right like is make sure next <laughs> right to pizza there. joint right up there yeah <laughs> all right let's kick it into these last questions remo Like, is there something you go out of town for, like, or another city for? Like, they say, you know, I go I go to Fullerton for, I don't know, my insurance. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Nothing? Because I went to Capitol oh. Fullerton, not because of that reason. Oh, because that was the half-off of no, the no, half-off, half which is the oh, okay, Fullerton. Oh, well, okay, sorry. <laughs> I was personally offended. <laughs> 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 I was Fullerton. <laughs> Brought many books from Let's change the city then. Um, <laughs> Nothing. No. I guess everything I own is gone now. So unless I buy it here, it's like. So you're talking. So you're saying we should bring an Amazon shipping uh, fulfillment center. That would be ideal. <laughs> Get it here sooner. Yeah. A few hours. The drones will drop them off right on your roof. Actually, that's it. Here, so now we're talking about Amazon and drones. Um, how does that work insurance-wise? Drones are a really touchy subject. Like, do you guys insure drones? Like, is there such a thing? We can, not the liability. So we can insure the cost of the drone itself. So if it's, you know, X amount of money, we can insure that. But if that drone causes damage to anyone or anything, that won't be covered by us. There are some companies that do it, but it's just so... It's like a specialty insurance or something? Yeah. yeah. Information to a separate property, then a sure 
sanctuary and they're like, No, we don't wanna we don't wanna talk about that right now. When I bought wow. a drone like two, three years ago, um the person that recommended the one, he flew them, uh, and he raced them. And the ones that he had were the the heavier commercial ones and he scared the living crap out of me saying, Don't fly them around kids, don't do this, don't do that because the ones he flew were a lot heavier. But now the ones that they make, they're so, they're so much lighter. But it, the, the risk of it falling on someone or the blades, you know, chopping somebody's heads off, <laughs> take out a oh finger. You know, it's it's not just yeah. the cost of the drone; it's that finger is going to cost some the money. The liability too. portion yeah. is what's the yeah. most expensive. Yeah. Wow. And do you do that a lot? I know a lot of real estate agents that we yeah. insure. They've asked like, we have drones now, or we'll do yeah. aerial shots. Like, how does that work? And I'm like, we yeah. we uh, I I did it once or twice, but. The reality is with drones, especially for photography and, and video, uh, what is it? Yeah, videography. videography. Um, once you get 12, 15 feet in the air, people don't have nice backyards. Your neighbors don't. <laughs> yeah. So it's a real, so what you think would be a, a really cool thing, you're 20, 30 yeah. feet up in the air and you're like, oh, this guy collects ants in the back. And yeah. we did that with one of the homes, it was a nice home in Whittier. It was 25, 2800 square foot house, a beautiful house. But the neighbor behind him collected cans. And so you're up 15 feet and you see his nice house. And then there's like 20 garbage bags of yeah. some cans. Oh, no. So it's like... Uh, well, yeah, Re- Remo's saying cans in quotes because we don't know what was in those yeah, bags, right? Allegedly, yeah. they were cans. <laughs> they were recycled cans. Um, but we outsource it now because the liability and just getting someone that's just really good at flying it, it it's just, you know. Yeah. I guess, yeah, having a steady hand and yeah. so it's not all shaky. And yeah. And you don't realize the stuff that's in the air, the trees, the power lines. Um, so it's just not worth the risk for a couple hundred bucks to just get someone to do it. And they yeah. do a hell of a job, but a job in high risk. Yeah. And, and I've crashed mine once or twice, so it doesn't fly in full <laughs> It's on one propeller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it only goes left. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. So how about uh, your favorite eatery? some of your favorite eateries or uh, do you have a go-to yes um i love flights i feel like i'm there a lot and the only reason they probably know who i am is i'm always wearing my shirt um you'll see me around town with a red what? shirt I, we, we have red shirts that have my oh, name I think on it's it shark. oh yeah. <laughs> shirt. Shirt. shirt i'm shirt. sorry about uh, yeah no so i like every time i'm there it's like a friday or saturday which is our casual day so we wear our red state farm shirts so I'm at flight a lot. Um, bottle room, mm, Colonia Publica, um, Bazaar Capital. I can't wait for the Whittier Brewery to open up. Um, but yeah, those are all places mainly in like the uptown area. Okay. Really How about enjoy. any on Whittier Boulevard? Which one are you? Ooh, next door. What is it? Casa Cocinera. Uh, La Casa yeah. del Cocinero. Yeah, have you been? Yes. Yeah. Ruby's is good. I haven't been there in forever, but they were amazing. We <laughs> should go there. Uh, was it in the quad? Yeah. Was no. It still in the quad? Yeah, it's still in the quad. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, no, it's not the quad. It's Whitwood. It's funny because I was I was about to say that their chili at Ruby's uh, is really good. They have really good chilies, man. Not not a big chili guy, but it, it's good. Um, talk about food because you just mentioned pastrami. Mm-hmm. Do you have a go-to dish like like you say? I gotta at least once a week. I gotta have this dish. your go-to yeah. now they are good Stephanie, thank you for coming on um, and giving us a little bit more info about yourself and what you do and why you do it, right? Um, how do, how do if somebody wants to reach out to you, um, how can they get a hold of you? Um, we're open six days a week, so we're the only insurance office, I think, in Whittier that has the hours that we have. So Monday through Friday, we care 9 o'clock to, six o- to 7 o'clock. Um, Saturdays from 10 to 5, we're all bilingual. We're across the street from Vesuvia Middle School on Whittier Boulevard in Dunn. And then if you Google Stephanie Chu State Farm, Chu like you're chewing your food, um, you'll find us. So yeah, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, uh, we're everywhere. And can you give us your address? It's uh, 14448 Whittier Boulevard, Whittier, California, 90605. And then the office number is 562-325-5777. And on Instagram, how do they follow you? Is it? I think it's Stephanie. Yeah, like good question. <laughs> so, yeah, we ha- I had to change it recently because State Farm is trademarked, so I can't have that in my name. So it's just Stephanie Chu underscore Whittier Agent. Okay. Yeah, and then on Facebook, it's just Stephanie Chu State Farm. Sweet. I'm going to ask one last question because you just mentioned Chu and you said bilingual. How does that... Because when I hear Chu or see Chu, it's automatically not Spanish. Yeah. Well, my dad, I'm half Chinese. So my dad is Chinese Thai. He's Chinese, born and raised in Thailand. And my mom is Nicaraguan. Okay. And we met at the Alpine Village in Torrance. No way. (laughs) Oktoberfest? On a night. I don't know when. Um, It was just a night that they went dancing and he saw my mom. And my mom can speak very good English and he didn't speak very good English. (laughs) So now that you said that, what's the best place to go get some uh, Chinese food? This is all about the food. Oh, you know what? It's not local. 
local, but I would yeah, love the ice cream place at Banana Bay. Off Where's of, that at? Uh, Colima and like Fullerton. Hacienda, is it Hacienda Heights? Or no, Roland Heights. Roland Heights area. Yeah. So if you just go all the way down Colima, they have an off. They're really good prices. All right. I feel like they're as, as authentic as you can get. Yeah. Um, they're awesome. There's, there's a place in Norwalk, too, that's really good. Other than Greenleaf Pie. Um, <laughs> there's a, a place I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's like Rasa Mula or something like that. Rachara, is it, I think. Is that, is that what it is on uh, Grove Street? Oh yeah, yeah. It's on on uh, Imperial Highway and uh, yes. and Carmenita. No, not that. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> Oops. That was the one I was. I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't say that one because yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> uh, you have some really bad. Oh. <laughs> how about Nicarag- Nicaraguan food? There you go. Nicaraguan food place. Enough questions will um, get the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, there's some in like downtown where they make like naka tamales. But so Maya Salvadorian food looks pretty close. Yeah, and Guatemalan food is similar. Like the, the tamales are similar to Nicaragua, Nicaraguan tamales, right? Yeah, they're, they're banana leaves. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like a full meal. Yeah. Like you eat one and it has like meat and rice and the masa is made with potato instead of corn. Now, it was in Nicaragua. No, I'm thinking Guatemala. They just had an earthquake, but it was not in Nicaragua. It was in Nicaragua. Yeah. All right, never mind. But go visit Nicaragua yeah. in Thailand. Yes. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Again, Stephanie, thank you. Thank you for all that uh, information for coming on. And, uh, and give your product giving tips. That's right. That's right. And well, we'll have to. Thank you guys for having me. This was really fun. So thank you guys. I was, I'm glad we were finally able to connect and, right? and get it done. After a lot of technical issues, difficulty issues. Still powering through there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. And thank you, Whittier. Bye, Whittier. Bye.